Hello and welcome to Sunnydale Study Group, the podcast for returning Scoobies and Buffy newbies. I'm Omar. I'm Chris. And I'm Holland. And today we're joined by a very special guest. It's Neil McNeil. Hello. Do I clap for myself? Is that narcissistic? <laughs> uh, no, no, no. If you were looking into like a pond and at your own reflection and you were in love with it, that would probably be narcissistic. Yeah. I think clapping is definitely outside that realm. So, but what do I know? Uh, we should look this up in a, in a book somewhere. In fact, let's head into the library. All right. Uh, we are back after our little hiatus uh, after Comic-Con. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Um, we, t- we, we recorded with Tom and Jack. And then uh, went to down to San Diego for Comic Con Adventures. Neil, you were there, right? No, I wasn't there this you year. You were not there. Why not? It was so disappointing. Um, laziness, mostly. <laughs> oh, that's yeah, a pretty good reason. Yeah. Yeah. Good is the word. I um... <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I forgot Comic Con happened. Like that was only two weeks ago. You forgot that you hung out with Joss Whedon. Yeah. Yeah. How did you forget? That no, you I mean I remember it, but it just like uh yeah. That we danced with we a dan- Basically Eden. basically what happened is we get to a party, Joss Whedon is literally the first person on the dance floor, um, after hours of just drinking and staring at him from across the room <laughs> and dancing near him, uh I finally decided, what the hell, I'm gonna go up to him. Uh in which he complimented my shirt and then I don't I don't see I don't remember what I said. I know I talked about crying. the podcast. No, I wasn't crying. I know afterwards. I, <laughs> afterwards. Afterwards maybe, probably. Sorry, sorry if that was a problem. <laughs> I, I started talking about I, I don't even know what I said. I think I just said that like everything he does is just so inspirational to me and that somehow I got to work with people that he works with and I don't know. I it looked like it went really well. It my interaction a, yeah. with him was way worse. <laughs> he didn't compliment my shirt. He just kind of shook my hand and was like, great. <laughs> oh, actually, the best thing that happened was I went up to him and I was like, hey, I just had to come up to you and like shake your hand and say hi. Because, I don't know, I, every time I see you, you're just very intimidating. And he was like, I know, right? Was, <laughs> Is he Regina George? <laughs> it was the best. It was great. Why are you wearing sweatpants? Um, that is awesome. We'll dive a little bit more into the Comic-Con goodness, but really quickly, I want to officially introduce our special guest, Neil McNeil. Hello. Uh, we are friends because of the Geek and Sundry Vlogs Network. We are friends because of Buffy. That's Essentially. true. Actually, yeah, true. The only reason we I ever... We met because of vlogs. Well, but. yeah, we met because of the vlogs, and the only reason I ever knew about the guild was because Felicia was on season seven of Buffy the Vampire mm-hmm. Slayer. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm obsessed with this actress, saw her in Bring It On 2. Yes. We don't remember yes. that. She was in Bring It On 2. Yeah, she's in Bring It On 2. She's in Bring It On 2. I miss Bring It On 2. Oh my God, you have to see is it. Is it called Bring It On Again? It, no. no. <laughs> Wait. Yes. I think so. It is. It is Bring It On Again. It is Bring It On Again. Because it's great because you have who is in Ugh. Bring It On. Yeah, and Glory. And, then, and yeah. Glory and is in the original. And then, yeah, and then Bring It On too. you have Felicia Day. Yeah, so I, I was obsessed with her career, started uh, following the guild, and then was tweeting them obsessively, emailing them, being like, do you guys ever need interns? Like, do you want, like, interns? And they're like, yeah, yeah, like, where do you live? And I was like, New York. <laughs> and they're like, well, if you're ever in Los Angeles, please hit us up. And it turns out that I came out to study for school for a semester and then ended up working at what would become Geek and Sundry. And then that's how I met... All of you guys. Man. So Buffy the Vampire Slayer has literally brought me to this moment of being on a Buffy the Vampire Slayer podcast. It's like going back in time and sleeping with your own mother to create yourself. Uh, Essentially. The American dream. The American dream. For me, but... Okay. (laughs) It's like... 
<laughs> no, it's sold. Just keep pushing the hair. <laughs> <Yes. laughs> we like can break any rules of science at this point. Yeah. <laughs> you know, when Fry sleeps with his own grandma. Yep. 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 So great. <laughs> like, oh, that's your grandma. It's like, no, it's not. And he's like, Nitty. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then you and Holland both went to Emerson. We yes. did. We yeah. only had um, the semester of overlap. Yeah, and we never interacted when we were at Emerson. Yeah, it, at it wasn't until Felicia told me she was like, "Oh, one of the um, the vlogger finalists went to Emerson," and I was like, "I'm gonna add her on Facebook." Ah. Uh, and then I did. Yeah, and then yeah. Well, because I remember I was really excited because I was in that competition, and you had sent me like a really nice message, mm-hmm. and that was cool. Uh, yeah. Crap, I yeah. totally forgot about all this. I remember I was like really pushing for you and yeah. you did it. Yeah, I don't, aw, guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were uh. reflecting on our first uh, meeting Hollands and I remember my, I was going to say that, I was going to say this to you. I, uh, I remember the first sentence Holland Farkas ever said to me was Omar directed that Firefly ad yeah. and I'm wearing the Jane hat yeah. and we were all walking together and you looked at me and you said, are you wearing that so people will recognize you from the ad? <laughs> Just calling him out from the get-go, that Holland. sounds like something I would say. In all honesty, I, I feel don't like... I remember that. At the, oh, we were at, like, Were we the, at, like, a con? We were at a convention. He was, he was at a con. Yeah, yeah. I feel like yeah, we should have a little bit more uh-huh. shout-out at uh-huh. the actual, like, release of the commercial. Oh, we, it was, like, it was by... by. You walked up and asked a question, and that was the first time that Andy was like, oh, he, Hey, you were in it. <laughs> yeah, I was not his favorite thing. <laughs> I, I came on strong. I mean, uh, yeah, I guess, but like in a list of things that he wouldn't normally list as his favorite things, I'm sure you'd be at the top. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Very specific list. <laughs> we'll talk about the uh, that game when the podcast uh, isn't on. Okay. Because I don't think it's out. What game? The Firefly game? Yeah. That never came out? No, it's not. I'm, well, we'll talk about it later. Whoa. It was two years ago, guys. <laughs> oh, uh. <laughs> time travel, time travel. <laughs> All right, so we're just going to see if uh, Zack Snyder can resurrect Superman to fly around the Earth to make it go backwards. But no, Superman doesn't do fun, silly stuff like that anymore. He just does depressing things like snap people's necks. Yeah. Also, quick spoiler alert. Uh, <laughs> those are both the endings of Batman v Superman and Man of Steel. <laughs> but again, we're time traveling, so this timeline never existed. That's right. true. Yeah. And that's the end of Superman 1. Also the end of Teen Beach Movie 2. What? Was yeah. when they time travel and ruin everything. I just watched these movies last night. Oh, oh my yeah. god! Is that the first time? No, no, no. Oh okay. no! <laughs> the first time. Teen Beach Movie Two is my favorite time travel interdimensional sci-fi rom-com decom that has ever existed. It's yeah. I, I didn't know wonderful. that's what that movie was. Yeah. I mean, oh I mean, my god! And it's, it's so feminist good. too. It's so. I've never seen either of the it's Teen so Beach movies. So angrily movie. feminist. Oh god, I, I don't want to go back to a world where women can't do what they want. Exactly. Wow. Yeah. Is that how kind of like Psycho Beach Party is like a parody of all those like. Beach Teen Beach movies. Yeah. 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 And Gidget. God, I love Gidget. That's what Teen Beach movie is. Teen, yeah. It's a deconstruction of the whole genre. They're, on, they're, they're both on Netflix now? Only but Teen Beach no movie get, too. But no one gets what? murdered, right? Because Psycho Nobody Beach Party, Amy Adams. No, it's not Amy Adams. It's the person from Six Feet Under. Uh, Lauren Dexter. Ambrose. Oh. No, she murders a bunch of people. Oh, okay. That's a bit Also, different. I think Nicholas Brendan <laughs> is in He's Psycho in Beach Party. Yeah. 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 And Amy Adams. Front. And, oh, man. Yeah. So it came back. Full circle. (laughs) All right. Well, now that we're all caught up (laughs) on everything, and also really want to emphasize, if you can find Teen Beach somewhere legally, please watch it. It's great. And Teen Beach too. They sell it at Best Buy for ten bucks. Great. Oh, worth ten bucks. Yeah, best ten bucks I've ever spent. I yeah. You know what? We'll we'll say this maybe for it. No, you know what? We're gonna do this now, but you're gonna hear a cut in the audio because you'll have to wait for the executive producer Joss Whedon bit at the end. Mm -hmm. Uh, 
for us to talk about our favorite Disney Channel original movies. So while you're listening to the podcast right now, it's going to just go forward into the cram session. But at the end of the podcast, you're going to hear what we're about to say right now in our timeline. (laughs) All right. So uh, sorry about that. That's a little strange, but I just wanted to make sure we noted the edit uh, in the audio itself. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So let's say you wanted to catch up on Buffy, but you're running from the cops or you had to catch a boat somewhere. We totally understand uh, Chris Bramante is going to catch you up on the episode in our cram session. He's going to summarize the episode in five super easy uh, vampire punching sentences. That wasn't my best one, but it's let's just get to it. This won't be one of my uh, best either. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, uh, Chris, before you take it away, I just want to note that we are all celebrating with mimosas today. Happy Buffy! Happy Buffy! Happy Buffy! Let's clink at the end of every sentence of yours. So, take it away, Chris. Upon Faith's accidental murdering of Deputy Mayor Alan Finch, Buffy is having trouble going along with Faith's plan to hide and cover up the murder, especially when the Scoobies start to detect that her nature is becoming more jittery and strange and the cops are hot on the case, both interviewing Faith and Buffy by themselves, saying, where were you on the night of the murder? One. (laughs) Faith is starting to crack under pressure and says to Buffy, you're going down with me if I'm going down on this, and then tells Giles that it was Buffy that actually did the murder, but Giles is nobody's fool, and he knows that it was actually Faith who was in charge. And while he is explaining to Buffy that he does not intend to involve the council and that many slayers have murdered innocent mortals in the past, that Wesley Wyndham Price is actually waiting in the wings, and he is going to activate the Watcher's Council to try to capture and rehabilitate Faith. Two! Xander, foolishly thinking that his previous sexual escapade with Faith will connect him to her and allow him to connect with her in this time of murder remorse, goes horribly awry when she tries to choke him to death. But thankfully, Angel's there to knock her out with a baseball bat and take her to his lair where he chains her up and gives her a long monologue that's more for himself than for her about, hey, redemption, not easy, but you gotta have it. When... The Watcher's Council comes in and captures Angel in a net and beats him with crowbars and takes Faith into a paddy van where she escapes and is forever tarnished by the fact the Watcher's Council did such a horrible thing to her. Three. Only three? Yeah. I'm cruising through this one. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Willow's sad and crying in a bathroom at one point because... (laughs) She's sad that Faith, this destructive figure that she's only kind of tolerated so far this season, is murdering people, and she had sex with Xander, and is just the cause of so much trauma that is bringing the Scooby gang to new levels of tension and discomfort in a time of need. Four. Four. It's a glass. Um... Buffy tracks Faith down to the docks where she is about to leave, but they fight and then realize that they need to team up when Mr. Trick has been sent by the mayor to try to kill both slayers. But ultimately, Faith kills Mr. Trick, 
and leaves Buffy alone only to go to Mayor Wilkins' door and say to him that she is now going to fill the job position of Mr. Trick since she just killed him, thus bringing Faith to her first step to the dark side. Five. Five. Really bad cheersing all of these. <laughs> yeah, the Willow one was really sad. Willow's crying in the bathroom. Hooray! Cheers! We've all been there, Willow. Mm-hmm. Probably the best part was that Faith just talking about how her and Buffy are just going to go down on this. That was... <laughs> I could cheers to that. <laughs> oh, I couldn't. What are you saying? <laughs> Great episode. Yeah. Yeah. Very sad. Yeah. Very sad episode. It's it's one of those, because this is episode, what, 13, 14 in the season? 15. 15. Okay. It's like that turning point every season where you know things are like, they're, they're building, they're coming to a head, and it's really the tipping point for everything mm-hmm. to go super south. Yeah. yeah. Where you just know that, like, the next, like, seven or eight episodes, it's just going to be, like, hit after hit, blow after blow, and mm-hmm. then mm-hmm. comes to the two-part finale. Yeah. It's like, it mimics season two. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it does it in any of the other seasons. Uh, we'll have to discuss that in the future. But uh, season two has uh, Surprise and Innocence, mm-hmm. in which Surprise starts out very happy, then lands with Buffy and Angel having sex and him losing his soul. And then the follow-up episode is the grim circumstances that right. include it. Are you equating losing your virginity to murdering a man? Uh, s- not necessarily. But <laughs> in what you were saying, is that it's like this is yeah. the jump off. Yeah. Where it's like Bad Girls starts kind of fun, mm-hmm. ends in something very dark... Uh, and then the next episode is the fallout episode where it's just like, okay, and now we had this plunge into the rest of the season. Yeah. Yeah. So, but, but maybe. So virginity killing a man? I mean. Almost the same thing. Lots of. That's the first episode of, pain. of Torchwood, isn't it? it is. Right? Is it? Is that the one with the sex alien? The oh, orgasm God, alien? it's been so long. I don't know. Maybe it's the second episode. Yeah, I don't think... Oh, no, first episode is totally the glove thing, because Gwen... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, Torchwood. What a show. I love Torchwood. But it's kind of weird getting back to it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I... This... I love how this episode kicks off with... Well, no, it starts off with a dream, right? Oh, well, it like starts off with, with the, the with pool Jack's scene. <laughs> that drowning, Jack, yeah. Yeah. I, I went back and rewatched it, like, again, because I'd already watched this episode, but then I went back to rewatch that scene after Jack talked about <laughs> the turkey sandwich and the cigarette and yeah. uh, how stressful that was. And I was like, yeah, this Amazing. is rough. It's in rough. case it's you uh, missed it, uh, in case you missed the last session, we were hanging out with um, Buffy actors Jack Flotnick, who played Deputy Mayor uh, Alan Finch, and uh, Tom Lank, who will appear later in the series. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also, you guys probably know him from Cabin in the Woods and a million other things. And Jack and was... Most of, you, most of you are probably returning Scoobies. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and Jack was talking about how he ate uh, a sandwich and then smoked an entire cigarette, right? An and entire then... cigarette. <laughs> Not half a cigarette. A whole cigarette. I don't know how drugs work. Um, he, he had a few grams of a cigarette. And then, a few lines. <laughs> and then, That's how it works. You just snort the tobacco. Yeah. Jeez. I don't know how it gets processed by your body, but it it, yeah, it just looks like a filthy habit. Uh, and, then, uh, and then they, like, right when he did that, they called him to just drown, essentially, <laughs> underwater. Yeah, because Sarah has him, to. Right? Sarah's underwater for a whole, long time. 
But not as long as he... No, because he had to be deeper, yeah. and then she gets in, and he has to pull her down yeah. while she's struggling to get up, and they have to get, like, the slow shot. God, that must have been torture. Yeah, he didn't know that they were going to have to do that, or that he was going to have to be underwater that long. They didn't have a scuba tank for him. No, for the scuba guy they did. He didn't want to be, like, on... He didn't want to not do what they were asking. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, hearing him talk about it in length, listen to our previous session. I <laughs> First-hand knowledge of what was going on behind that dream sequence. Are you guys, have you guys ever been really good breath holders? No. No. Not at I all. I have no. asthma. Uh, oh, so. well, geez. And I'm a wimp. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also, asthma. yeah, I have asthma. That's why I should never smoke ever. Oh, sorry. Uh, which I, just not the you case. S- just snort it. Just snort just it. Just snort the cigarette. <laughs> just inject it into your veins. <laughs> just snort it. Yeah, right? I always say that, like, I don't smoke, like, unless I'm drinking and other people are smoking, but that's, like... A lot of the time, so I'm like, oh, I don't smoke. Oh, I don't physically buy cigarettes. But anyway, I hope my mom doesn't. My mom doesn't listen to this podcast. She would be so mad at me. Anyway, uh, shout out to Holland's mom. Shout out to my mom. <laughs> Better not be listening. Uh, no, what were we talking about? Holding breath. Holding oh, bre- holding breath. Yeah, no, I suck at it. My lungs are sucky lungs. I'm very bad at holding my breath. My mom actually. Why I brought up my mom is because she was like a varsity swimmer. Um, and was is an amazing swimmer, and we had a pool growing up because we lived with like my grandparents and like uh, we had like a pool in our backyard and everything. And like she taught me how to swim, and like I can swim, but uh, I was never uh, as good as a swimmer as my mom was. And I'm really bad at holding my breath. And uh, yeah, no. I still have to hold my nose whenever I go into a pool. Yeah, well, I can do this. Really? I can do this. Yeah. Wait, this is this isn't gonna work for the podcast, but this I can do this. <laughs> what? And okay. Then water doesn't that's go amazing. But then water doesn't go up my nose, so that's uh, what I do. You what, guys can't see it, see but it? Holland yeah. blocked her nose Whoa. with her mouth. So it like, and then water. I can't do that. No, I jump in the pool, so I don't have to hold Chris my can nose. do it. I was I the kid know. with the nose plug. Yep. Yeah, it just, if you suck it in, so then water doesn't go up your nose. It looks ridiculous. I have a tiny mouth, but. so I can't do it. Dentists used to make fun of me. Dentists hate him. Yeah. <laughs> Dermatologists hate him. I love those advertisements on the side of like Yahoo and stuff where it's like, linguist professors hate him. I'm like, why? Okay. <laughs> what do they have against him? <laughs> like, that's the least interesting pitch. And I'm like, I like studied like culture studies. Like, <laughs> <laughs> semiotics is interesting. And I'm like, I, I'm not, I'm not going to click this. This is not clickbait. That's like <laughs> putting like, I don't know, like a piece of charcoal in the water. And like, hopefully officials swallow this. I don't think it's going to happen. <laughs> Yeah, holding one's breath underwater is... I'm okay at it, um, but whenever... You know that moment where you're underwater and you're like, okay, the body's kind of scared that it doesn't have air, and it happens so quickly, it makes me be like, whew, breathing is kind of grim and that you need to do it, and that suffocation is possible is really dark. That's one way to look at it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Sure. Remember in Simon Birch? Did you guys ever watch Simon Birch, that movie with uh, the kid from Jurassic Park and... He befriends a young disabled boy named Simon Birch. Uh, there is a story arc involving important breath holding in that. Ooh. I'll leave it to you to go catch up on Simon Birch. I just Birch. remember because, like, you would have to take, um, when you took swimming tests for, like, public pools, there was a portion of the test where you would have to, like, hold your breath for, like, 60 seconds or whatever. And that was always the part that stressed me out the most. Because mm-hmm. you would literally, like, you would have to go underwater and they would have to count. And you would have oh, to yeah. hold your breath for a certain amount of time or you wouldn't be able to swim in the pool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, why is that a test? In case right? the communists. Because they do, like, they America make you, like, tread water and, like, swim and stuff like yeah, that, which makes sense. Yeah. And they also just make you hold your breath. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if they still do that. Is that like a thing that still exists? I haven't uh, taken a children's swimming test in a while. <laughs> I don't Are you think sure? Chris, I think 
that boat sailed. <laughs> Sorry to tell you that, but I don't think you're ever going to take a children's swimming test again. Oh, life just keeps getting worse. <laughs> uh, we had a rumor in my middle school, Shaboya Middle School, up in the hills of Evergreen, uh, right by the place where the first actual flight in America happened. Not the Wright brothers. They lied to history. But, um, and if you go into California, Soren River, California, California Adventure, duh, you can see John Montgomery up there. Right, oh. brothers? Even if they're in there, they're way at the end. The, the wrong, wrong brothers. brothers. The wrong brothers. That's a good, you know what? We should do that. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but I'm going to do it. Uh, <laughs> but, um, uh, the okay. rumor in my middle school was that there was a pool on top of the gym. So on the roof of the gym, there was a pool, and everyone's like, I swear to God, there's a pool. I feel like everyone had that rumor. It's a dumb rumor. Yeah. Because no one could go on the roof. But also, like, what's the, like, I was like, okay. And they're like, isn't that crazy? There was, like, a big thing in my high school, too, when people would run uh, for student council freshman year that the main, like, point that they had in all their speeches was, like, and then we're going to raise enough money and we're going to get a pool. And, like, everyone knew that it wasn't going to happen, but people were just like, oh, a pool, that'd be great. And it was such a, that was, like, the platform that people were running on. What? Why did you want a pool? I don't know. Because <laughs> our school was weird and we had a lot of space. And What weird, like, South African political agenda, <laughs> like, <laughs> was that... We're gonna, that's like the, we'll fix all the potholes, but then yeah. they just make more potholes. Yeah. We'll get a pool. You, that's not in your jurisdiction. You're not going to do it. No one gave real, I don't know. We went to a school filled with fucking like creatives. So no one gave like real platforms. Like they would say some real things, but everyone just had their like really like not real thing that they were like, oh, and this is my platform for running and communications high school. <laughs> <laughs> the communicators. Mm-hmm. We're going to take a quick refill break here on uh and should we uh, dive mm-hmm. back onto the buff? Yeah, so, yeah. I love the op- the the opening bit I was talking about before we uh, remember the horrible dream sequence. Uh both on and off and behind the, <laughs> the scenes uh is I love Wes's part at the beginning of this in the library. Him and Cordelia. I, oh, <laughs> their interaction is golden. Listen, out of every WB show that ever tackled like teacher, like authoritative figure and student relationships, I think they handled theirs the best. Yeah. Like Buffy handled that the best out of any show I've seen mm-hmm. because like you get a sense very early on like this is wrong. This mm-hmm. is a, this is a bad thing that should be happening. And when it does actually happen, they're like, oh my god, no! Like back off! Like this is weird! Like. That, that whole... Giles just crosses in yeah. the back. It's the greatest. Yeah. She's a student. <laughs> and one of us is like, I'm here to watch girls. I'm Buffy and Faith. <laughs> God, it's so great. Well, because the best part about that whole thing is like, when you realize... Because like, when you look back on it... Actually, yes. A little bit. Sorry. Because <laughs> when you look back on it and you're like, oh, Alexis Denisoff and Allison Hannigan are married now. Yeah. And Willow is a student. And then it's also when you think of the whole, like, uh, Charisma Carpenter and Robbie Lamorte were the same age, but one of them played a student, one of them played a mm-hmm. teacher. So it's like all these other elements into it, and you're like, haha, this is hilarious. Mm-hmm. But, like, in the, yeah, but in the case of the show, they do, uh, they do, they do a really good job yeah. of it's like, she's a student. It's like, oh, what classes she teach? <laughs> she's a student. Oh, yeah. oh, shit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. Yeah. Never mind. Yeah. And it kind of brings Cordy back into the season in an interesting way because I feel like Cordy and Angel have both kind of been sidelined this season. Yeah. Angel spends most of this episode just like watching in the back and just been like, Ugh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Stepping yeah. into his light. Yeah. <laughs> he loves stepping into the light that's definitely left there for Angel. 
Like the motel owner is just like, hey, in case Angel drops by, just keep that one by the phone. <laughs> That's his good side. He needs to stay in That's the shadows until he wants to reveal himself. <laughs> Oh man! Yeah. But it's but don't you kind of agree with that? That well, yeah. Angel and Cordy specifically are the characters that ever since the it's basically when uh, Xander and Cordy break up, mm-hmm. she has nothing to do because Cordy is not Mean Girl Cordy anymore. Yeah, and she doesn't. She's not really part of the gang. She even mm-hmm. says it herself. She's like, I wouldn't exaggerate calling us friends. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I mean, it's smart though because it's not like they try and keep those characters like they still keep those characters around because they still exist in this universe, but they don't yeah. try and force them mm-hmm. to be somewhere where they don't belong. Like yeah. it makes sense, that and I think it, I think yeah. they handle it really well because instead of like a situation where it's like, oh, this character really has no point in being here. Oh my god, why is she here? Like she mm-hmm. just comes in when it makes sense for her to be there. Like, she comes into the library mm-hmm. because, if, like, she's still still a student. Yeah. If anything, more yeah. students should be going in and out of yeah. that library. No one goes into yeah. that library. Right. <laughs> then they all know, like, this is, yeah. like, this is, we're not welcome here. Yeah. Like, unless we're, like, on the inner circle, like, we should just get our books elsewhere. <laughs> like, I when John comes just, in. Well, it kind of feels yeah. like, because did everyone, like, I feel like everyone had that teacher, or maybe it's just me because I'm weird, but everyone had that teacher in high school that, like, you would just hang out in their yeah. classroom. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, like, I would go up, for me, it was, like, the, the DV digital video classroom um and so i would just i would literally like eat lunches up there sometimes like we would just go hang out Mm -hmm. there with our like dv teacher um and like that's where we would like we would get other work done but like that was our go-to classroom just like hang out in Mm -hmm. and we were like the weird dv kids and like no one else really like would come in there because we knew that we were doing our weird like video stuff i was the art kid who would be painting during his lunch while i'm like eating and like talking to the teachers yeah oh that's cute I was in the gym. You were? Just uh-huh. working out. Pumping irons. All right. Pumping really? them up. Well, pumping them not down. Not just one iron, also, all of them. But our school, our school didn't have a library, so. I was ironing clothes for the You yeah, know, did, I'm sure you've talked about this, but was anyone else really disappointed when they got to high school and you realized the library wasn't cool? Oh. Like, I Buffy did, ruined did, high school library. I didn't have libraries. a library. <laughs> My high school was Wait, what? weird. I went to a really small school. We didn't have a library. We didn't have a gym. We had, like, a work, we had places with workout equipment, but we didn't have a gym. We didn't have a library. We didn't have, like, major... Like, I went to a freaking arts high school that some people would come to for half a yeah, day. Yeah, why didn't you have a library? Because we didn't have one. I don't know. We just had, like... I, this school... I mean, it was, like, a weird small school. We had a really great, like, uh, TV studio and radio setup and, like, uh, film equipment and all this other stuff. Um, and, like, photography, like, anything, like, that was related to the classes we had was great, but I mean, we didn't have a library. That is so bizarre. Because some people only went there for half the day. But if you got into the school full-time... And again, it was like there were sixty nine people in our graduating class. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> but we were there Hey-o. the whole time. It was a weird. It was a weird school. It's not a normal high school experience by any means. You see, my high school was built. It was kind of built similar. It was similar in shape to the library in Buffy, where it was like there were like there was like the entryway and then like two wings, and it was like stacked on that for four mm-hmm. floors. Plus, like there was like a whole like entryway and like an atrium and all that. Like blah 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 yeah. blah. Like flags hanging. And everyone was convinced, at least all my Buffy friends, were that in the center where, like, this, like, big, like, circle shape was, that the Hellmouth was right underneath Aww. it. Yeah, it does. Like, it looks like the perfect setup that, like, a, just, like, a big creature would just, like, come out of there. Mm-hmm. But then we get in the library, and I'm like, this place is boring. Like, yeah. there's nothing cool. Like, I would fight no monsters in here. So, for me... I feel like the Emerson Library was pretty lame. Yeah, Like, we, we had we had the Will and Grace set, which was the best part, but then they got rid what? of it my yeah. senior what? year. Just, like, hanging out they, in our library. They got rid of it my senior year. And also, I never actually went on the Will and Grace set. I would just sit across from it. Yeah. 
because I you had to have like special yeah. permission to like walk. But we onto just the had the Will and Grace like the living room basically. That's amazing. But oh, it took up a lot of space. It took up a lot of space, and then eventually they just got like got rid of it when I was there at least, and mm. then it just became this random empty room. And sometimes they would bring puppies in there during finals. What? But then you would have to sign up for the puppies. Uh, I our library what? wasn't that cool. You have to sign up for the puppies. Yeah, because they would be like, oh, there's puppies in the library. Oh, you didn't sign up? Oh. I'm like, I can see them. They're right there. Why can't I just send them? They're like, oh, you didn't sign up. Jeez. I hate bureaucracy. (laughs) (laughs) I thought you were going to say, I hate puppies. uh, I just hate hate puppies. Uh, Puppy bureaucracy is (laughs) adorable and distracting. (laughs) Uh, My high school had a pretty... St- I have a funny story about our librarian, uh, which I'll say right now. She didn't want the... We had, like, flags of all the nations up. So did we. Oh, cool, cool. It's a great thing to have. Yeah. She didn't want the Cuban flag up because Ooh. she was just like, Cuba is not good. And then we were like, yeah, you can't do that. <laughs> also, that was years ago. <laughs> that was a long time ago. Like, we had forgiven Cuba. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, that, was so, pre, that was pre- Imagine the egg that up. she laid when that happened. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, uh, like a literal egg. Yeah. She was a bird. (laughs) Uh, we had an emu librarian (laughs) for some reason didn't like you, but, uh, (laughs) an emu with like librarian glasses. (laughs) Just running back and forth. Just, uh, I can so picture this emu librarian. (laughs) Um, it seems right. But what was really cool is we were this, we're the second high school in the history of California. So we have our library, which is all right. Like it's, I didn't, there wasn't a bunch of books I needed to check out outside of classroom stuff, you know? Um, but in the back was a section that held a bunch of historical documents. And what's nuts is we formed this like historical society and we were going through and we found a copy of the original treaty between the, between the United States of America and Mexico to purchase California. And it was super shady, super, super shady. Where, like, the language was super ambiguous as to, like, how much land the United States of America actually got from Mexico and stuff. So we reported it to the district. They checked it out. They took the document, and it disappeared. And we were talking to, like, our advisor, and we're like, hey, what happened to that? And he's like, just let it go. (laughs) And, like, we were just like, what? He's like, just trust me, let it go. Are you about to national treasure this? Like, are you about to, like, expose something? I want to, but... Also, it just seems like a lot of effort. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> I'd rather just like I, I want to believe, but hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's the thing that you, yeah, and all those X Files posters of I want to believe. It's not I want to believe. It's I, I want to believe. believe. No, it, was, it was. I got into a conversation about this yesterday because I uh, or Thursday because I have a pin and it says "bitch, I might believe." <laughs> <laughs> And then, yeah, we were talking about it. I was like, I want to believe. Like, it's not like a firm statement. It's just like, I want to, but... I'm like, it's a It's like a motivational poster. Like, what if the poster with the cat just said, like, you can try and reach, but you I probably... Guess hang in there. Yeah, yeah, hang in there, yeah, question yeah, mark. <laughs> Maybe if you want to. <laughs> just let go. <laughs> just my, uh, my library in high school, also not special, forgettable. Um, my library in college Ooh. was Bope's Library uh, at NYU, and it was full of ghosts because many suicides had taken place there. Jeez. Oh. It was a recurring thing. So it happened we... a few times while I was at NYU. Oh, my God. Oh my yeah, uh, in the library? Yeah, it was... Bope's had these 
So in NYU, you can't open the window. Oh, Every yeah. window can't be opened yeah. by beyond a certain amount because suicide was so common. I think Emerson was what? the same way, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's like a documentary called The NYU Suicides. Uh, and then there, so like you're in these unair conditioned dorms where like you can't open the windows that much and you're just dying. It was awful. And so Bobst, uh, on the railings, had these like almost 10 feet high glass, like plexiglass restrictions so people couldn't jump, but, like, mm. people still did. Oh, my and, God. And uh, I never, like, saw it happen, but, like, it was, like, a day where, like, everything was shut down and you couldn't go into Bobst today. And it was, like, what happened? It was, like, somebody jumped. And it's, like, Jesus. Uh-huh. Uh, so Bobst was kind of grim. I spent many hours there, many uh, overnight hours, but it was always kind of a, there was always a strange energy about that place. Did you ever see a ghost? I never saw a ghost, but I felt a ghost. Mm-hmm. Or that might have just been delirium of when the Red Bull stopped working at 6 a.m. when you had a paper due in two hours and no pages written. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm convinced that my apartment is haunted, but not by like a malevolent... Like a, a malevolent? Malevolent? Ma- maleficent. Maleficent. Ma- maleficent. Ma- I'm thinking of... I'm combining maleficent and benevolent. Benevolent. Yeah. It's not, it's not by maleficent. like... Malicious? Malicious. 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 Maleficent. maleficent. Yeah. Malignant? No. Um, it's not like an <laughs> evil spirit. It's like kind of like what Cordelia has in Angel in her apartment. Oh, Phantom oh, Dennis. Yeah. yeah, what's his name? Phantom Dennis. Dennis. Yeah. Dennis, Dennis, that's right. I just feel like he's like very friendly and like looks out for me, but also just yeah. like wants to like let it be known that he's there sometimes. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. It's just lonely. Like how Dennis will like bring Cordelia the soap. And yeah. Like, Dennis, yeah. I'm in the bath. Yeah. 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 Like our cat will just like just like start looking at something occasionally and then like run across the apartment and then run back and then run across and then like keep looking at it and I'm like, please don't do this. <laughs> please don't freak me out like this. I've saged this apartment so much oh, to no God. avail. Yeah. There's a ghost that, uh, the main ghost I interact with is at this, um, the old, brothel you frequent. You the brothel. Us, yeah. Yeah, yeah, the brothel. I, mean, I brought up Violet, the ghost. Yes. Okay, anyway, so that's my main ghost. I don't need to get too into it. And of course, explain it in the podcast. It, for people just jumping in, the impression they get is, okay, Chris goes to a brothel a lot, and there's a <laughs> ghost cool. that he's seemingly into. It, I don't know which episodes, but it's definitely come up in like two other past episodes. It's um, not a brothel anymore. <laughs> it's not a since bread that, and breakfast yeah. and robot teammate performs. I just remember I made a joke about you. I made a joke about the ghost. I made a weird sex joke about the ghost. And me. And you did not appreciate it. I didn't? That's what I remember. Yep. And I was like, Holland. Just go back and listen to it. I will. I don't remember what happened but I remember being like oh he did not think that was funny <laughs> I probably yeah. did I just felt yeah. like Violet needed to I don't know I can't I'll have to it's check the little, tape we gotta yeah. check the tape yeah <laughs> so this episode yeah uh, what do you guys think about that police officer yo that police officer do we ever see him again I believe he is in let me check cause I feel like he's just like this like this like Stereotypical police officer who's like, I know something that I shouldn't be knowing. Detective Stein is yes. his name. Oh, like RL. It is the last appearance of Detective Stein, oh. who was in another episode, but I don't remember which. Because is he there when it's like, uh, is he talking to like Snyder when Snyder does the thing where he's like, oh, just say it was a gas leak or whatever? Yeah, in is season that, two. Is that, that him? Could that have been him? Is it? I like, don't know. Something happened in the cafeteria or something? Or wait. Oh, maybe. Was there something earlier this year where there was the I feel like it was, the, I thought it was the end but of I think he's in two. Gingerbread. Right. Oh, like, say it was a gas leak. Right. Uh, okay. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, Detective Stein, whether you were promoted or transferred to another department. Or another dimension. Or another dimension. <laughs> Anything is possible. Pretty good work. 
No. No? You know. No. He did nothing. He was like, he was you know like what, the muscle. Right. He totally catches the, the fact that the stories do not match up and doesn't do anything He disappears. About it. He's like, you know what? He probably, you know what he did? He understood how deep into this he was getting. He's like, you know what? I'm out. Oh, I'm I leaving see. this town. That makes sense. I am retiring to Florida. Because he probably mm-hmm. reported it up, and the mayor was just like, forget about it. Yeah. There's something like that. And he he's was like, like, I'll take care of it. Yeah. And he's like, you know what? I'm good. I'm going to move to Cleveland. There's Ooh, nothing bad in Cleveland. Yep, there it is. You'll be fine. There's no helm out there. Nope. nope. <laughs> no. Definitely not. <laughs> there's no organized, impassioned Scooby Gang or Slayer there. Yeah. I might have brought this up before, but Dale has like an entire alternative universe of what oh, happened yeah. if Spike and Drew just went to Cleveland to recharge Drew's powers. What? Is it like... And she's like mapped it out. Can she's she like, do a video where she explains it in a super Dale-ish way at length? I mean, she can. I don't know if she will. Hey, Dale, do you listen to our podcast still? Hi, Dale. <laughs> Hi, Dale. We miss you. We miss you. Tweet at us if you hear this. No one tell her that we did this. We have to test her. Are we gonna? How long should we Someone's test? Someone's gonna I tell feel Dale. Like, yeah, you know, if we it, can, a week goes by. If a week goes it's by, it's gonna be JP. JP's gonna. JP's gonna. Yes. Gonna tell Dale. Okay, I'm okay. sure someone. Calling it. Someone can best? feel free to give a shout out to Dale. At Daily Dale. Yeah, Daily, and it's spelled funny, right? Daily well, is spelled fine. Daily. And then Dale is spelled the way that it's supposed to. Uh, <laughs> uh, so yeah, no, yeah. That, that officer was just, this town is corrupt. This town, yeah. I, I, I appreciate Buffy because it does a really good job of explaining just how far this goes into the government, the local government. Mm, yeah. Because you're watching season one, you're watching season two, and you're like, how is all of this just, like, going yeah, over people's right. heads? And it's like, oh, it turns out that the mayor was behind all this the entire time, or, mm-hmm. like, he had a hand in this, he was covering it up. Also, he's super evil. Yeah. <laughs> like, no no high school supernatural show has done that good of a job of explaining why this how is happening. This, yeah, how does he like, how things get by? Teen Wolf, it's just like, they're just like, whatever, just let it happen, mm-hmm. just let it go, mm-hmm. I don't care, let's forget about this, this never happened. But Buffy. Like, I like for, like, for a little while, people... They're just like, oh, people just don't want to see the things, right? Mm-hmm. And then it gets to the episode where Snyder's talking to the cops, uh, and he is like, let's just do the usual. And everyone acknowledges it. And you're like, oh, I think there's a little bit more going on here. Mm-hmm. Which is nicely mapped over to just the way that any yeah. terrible thing gets done in society yeah. turns Yeah, it's mostly, back. there's just like a few things, like it's the one with um, Marcy, with like Clea Duvall, and mm-hmm. she's in this yeah. like there's that one, there's... I yeah, want to know like, more about that. I've been waiting for Marcy to come you know, back in the comics for so long. She is. Is she? <laughs> Wait, what? You just don't see her. <laughs> oh, come on. She's in the background no. of every issue. So I, <laughs> so this is a fun fact about me, I once wrote um, a letter to the editor for the season 8 comics, and it got published... Mm. I think I I remember that you did that. In the first issue of the Scott Alley published you? Yeah, he published me. And I even said in my letter, I was like, by the way, like, are you guys going to do anything cool with Amy? Because the government's involved in these comics. Like, I would love to see her. Not not, not Amy. Marcy. 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 Her name's Marcy, yeah. Because then I think I do mention Amy in the letter, too. I was like, oh, that'd be really cool if you brought Amy back, blah, 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 blah. And Marcy, like, she's with the government. Wouldn't that be awesome if she came back? Still nothing. Three Scott seasons Lee. later in the yeah. comics. Mm-hmm. Well, he was really busy it. dealing with a lot of lawsuits. For mm-hmm. <laughs> he, in my view, without getting too negative here, is the reason that those comics didn't really feel the way they should. I remember one time he referred to Cordelia as Xander's girlfriend. No, no. He was like, oh, well, Cordelia's Xander's girlfriend. I was like, you've not watched either series. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you refer to Cordelia Chase as Xander's girlfriend? Yeah, that's like a blip. 
It is like how unaware. And then whenever he was on a panel at Comic Con, he would always just reference the body. And I'm like, everyone would cheer because it's like, okay, you've learned that when you say the body to a crowd of Buffy fans, that we all cheer, even though that's strange. Um, <laughs> Yay, mortality! <laughs> yeah, we gotta be careful, no spoilers. But it was like he had his little line, and it's like, I don't think he really understood the Buffy verse that much. Yeah. He knew that like he had a property. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that the intimacy of caring about it, and I feel like it's why season five Angel to season eight Buffy doesn't really translate. Yeah. So what you're saying is I should have addressed my letter to Joss directly and not Scott. Yeah. Well, I think he's off the comics now. Oh, true. But he's doing, what is the new that he was talking about at Comic-Con? Isn't he doing a comic about Giles? Oh, really? Yeah. Is that real? Yeah, he oh, is. Oh, there's the whole thing. They're I don't doing, know. That whole yeah. Giles thing that's going yeah, on. That's I'm not they're, they're, Rather than... Getting that out of the territory, they're just digging deeper. Yeah, because it's supposed to be like Giles in high school or something, right? It's like yeah. Giles. No, Giles. Past. Spoiler alert: Giles is is was turned into a little kid. Yeah, teenager. And like, what? Well, it's not like going back to oh. young Giles. It's Giles is a little kid. Yeah, yeah. Like he has all the memories. How is he turned into so a child? And just so you know, child? just in case you're thinking that we're uh, a so lot, just so you guys know, a lot. You if, you, <laughs> if you're watching Buffy for the first time. A lot happens in between now and the comics. I personally don't even count the comics as canon. I don't either. So what we're saying now doesn't influence any particular what's going to happen in the show, because there's just a bunch of topsy-turvy, mm-hmm. weird, spirally bits you in know, the middle. The comics, to me, are the cursed child of the Harry Potter series. <laughs> We're like, I'll read it, and I'll talk about it, and I'll discuss it. I'm not going to count it. Like, I know that something's going to come along in, like, 10 to 15 years and retcon this entire thing. Like, even Joss has said he's like, listen, if we make anything... Like, like a continuation of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, the comics totally out the window. Mm-hmm. Yes. They, don't, they don't count. I don't count them. I don't count after the Fall Angel. Mm-hmm. I don't count the Buffy season eight. I count them as fun. Yeah, as as a uh, what was AU, that? Like alternate. Yeah. Yeah. What was that called in DC? Elseworlds. Oh, like Earth Two. Elseworlds. Oh, okay. oh yeah, Elseworlds? yeah, yeah, yeah. I do remember Elseworlds. Or like it's like cool Buffy. Name. Like yeah. it's Buffy Earth Six One Six. Yeah. Yeah. In which there were giant neon. Sky gods. We don't talk about that. <laughs> we don't talk about the culturally insensitive sky gods. Yeah, that was... And then they just vanish. <laughs> They're just gone. She fights them. Yeah. She literally fights them. Uh, man, oh, that's a lot. A lot happens. But bringing it back so, into reality. Yeah, back to the true verse. The um, true verse. Faith really, I think, is incredible in this episode. Because mm-hmm. it's not the straightforward take you would get where at the... You would think normally something bad happens, and by the end of the episode, you're going for redemption. And I like that with this case, they dig their heels in, and she isn't so much. Like I love that Giles is there to also frame it and say it, where he's like, she's in so much denial, and until she accepts what happens, she can't. And that makes you understand everything she's doing, but also is what leads to that tragedy that she's not accepting what happened. I also I've always wanted more backstory on Faith. Yeah. Like, I wanted more of an exploration into what brought her to... Mm-hmm. Like, we get hints of it here and there. Like, she came from, like, a troubled home. Yeah, she talks about, like, her... Like, she's an orphan, and it's, like, her mom is dead, which is means you're an orphan. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, like, she will... She'll just, like, randomly reference stuff that's super heavy. And you're like, oh, whoa, okay. You just dropped that bomb. Like, yeah. I want to know, like, what brought her to yeah. be this person that allowed her to not only accidentally kill someone, but then to, like, kind of, like, brush it off and be like, well, that happened. Right. Sucks. That's not a natural choice. Because yeah. it's like, at yeah. first she's obviously upset, but then she immediately brushes it off. Because when it first happened, she's like, I didn't know. Mm-hmm. Like, she, like, gets really defensive and, like, I yeah. know, like, whatever. Do we ever get confirmation that this is the first person that she's ever accidentally killed? 
I don't think so. Because we get a sense that she does get this to a lot of This is probably the first time that it's been, like, recorded. With Slayer power. Yeah. yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if it wasn't, you know? Yeah. Like, it's possible maybe, like, one other time before, which is yeah. why she's yeah. so, like, I have it, to be practical about yeah, this. Yeah, I have to, like, just hide the body to run. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is one of those cases, and this is the thing I love about Joss's properties and, like, all the people who, who work with them, uh, and something that I wish more people would do, uh, is that there's... Definitely more work done on a character than we as the audience see. Like, there's a specific reason that Faith is staying at that motel room, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Even Buffy offers her a room. Yeah, exactly. And there's all this, there's all this sort of understanding that's baked into these characters that makes it so much easier for us to kind of go with everything that's kind of ridiculous and fantastical because the characters, there's so much work done there, and. I feel like, like you're saying, like we're only breaching the surface of faith, but we know that the rest is there. Mm-hmm. You know, like there is a reason that she's reacting this way, even if it's not like served up on a plate to us. But it, you can see that the writers, the directors, producers, actors—they all know, mm-hmm. and that's really cool. Even Kendra, we had a lot of exploration with her, where it was like, "Oh, I've been trained to be the next Slayer." Yeah, like you got a sense of like her whole life has led up to this moment. Mm-hmm. Faith, not so much. Yeah, because with Kendra, it was supposed to be she was supposed to be a Slayer for a while. Mm-hmm. Like her, her family, her upbringing brought her to that point to be like, "Hey, like when this happens, like you're going to be like the best Slayer there ever was." Because yeah. we're training you from such a young age. God, I would have loved for Kendra and Xander to go out. Me too. You know, Xander I love, would have ruined it, but <laughs> she is still playing high school characters. You know she that, has right? Not really? aged. She has not aged. Good for Bianca, her. Bianca uh, Lawson. Yeah, she was recently on Pretty Little Liars. She looks exactly the same. Vampire oh Diaries. Well, someone posted something on like Twitter or something, and it was like a side by side of like her in the '90s and her now. She looks older in the '90s. Yeah, it's That's insane. Crazy. She's like a Paul Rudd. Yeah. Yeah, but like. Ugh. Lady Paul Rudd. Lady Paul Rudd. That's now that's I a comic her. I would read. <laughs> <laughs> if anyone could get on that, that would be spectacular. I mean, so we know that Faith had a watcher that was yes. killed by Kikistos. Mm-hmm. Um, Kissing toast. Kissing toast. <laughs> uh, so I guess the thing is, at what point, we don't really know, and we don't, you know, but this isn't too much of a spoiler, we never really find out too deeply about Faith's backstory, besides that she's from the Boston area. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Seems to... Oh, there's some there's some stories along the way, but it's... Yeah, it's it's hard to know exactly. It's sort of like a Jedi-Sith sort of thing where we hear a little bit with Buffy where, like, this, the, there's something dark about... Like, the Slayer's not just, like, this hero, right? Mm-hmm. It's not this, like, knight in shining armor. There's something dark about Slayers, and there's, like, a darkness that you open up to as, like, someone who fights creatures of the night at night. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's kind of, you can see how those two paths are diverging. Not even diverging necessarily, because I think that Buffy's also following down that pathway mm-hmm. too. Uh, especially in the previous episode, where she's just like, yeah, let's just do it. And she gives in to that sort of uh, Nietzschean <laughs> sort of approach, right? Where she's like, we're the strongest, we can do what we want. Yeah, it's 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 interesting to see because all the demons that we encounter in the show, like they are bred to be evil. Like they yeah, they are just like yeah. inherently evil. Whereas Buffy is the one character who has this power to like overtake them, and you don't really get a sense that a lot of other people in this world have power like that. Like you see, like the witches, the yeah. warlocks coming through, but like she's like the one who has all this power. Is this the first recorded time that a Slayer has gone rogue like this? Ooh, that's a good question. Like, we've, we've heard that in this episode we hear, we get confirmation that a Slayer has accidentally killed someone before, mm-hmm. and there are rules and guidelines for, like, how that should be handled, there's evaluations that have to be underwent, 
But, like, I don't think we ever get, really get a sense of anything going this bad because mm-hmm. in the event of that happening, the Watchers, the Watchers Council can't contain them. Like, they, yeah. can't, they can't keep them. They have to continue the Slayer line. They would have to kill the Slayer. Because mm-hmm. I think it's something that makes Buffy stand out, right, in the history of Slayers, yeah. that she does what she wants. Mm-hmm. Doesn't really follow the council, doesn't really yeah. like, follow the rules, has friends. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And this is the first year that we even get to really meet the council, mm-hmm. and every time that they show up, it's just shown how unstable of an organization it actually is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're not top-notch fighters. They're kind of... They're, they're sort of brutes. Yeah. yeah. Like, when they show up you expect, in like, Helpless. Boris Johnson. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I feel like because so much of it, and this is why I really like this show and really like all the stuff that, like, Joss does, is so much of it is, like, a metaphor for just, like... It's, like, the bigger picture. It's fucking, like, politicians or just any higher-ups in any industry. Like, yeah. I notice it in this industry that we all work in um, because it comes up a lot, but just, like, in general, it's, like... You're talking about journalism? Yes. <laughs> you know, it's like everyone says, like, these are the rules. This is how this mm-hmm. is supposed to work. Yeah. But then you get to meet the people that are in charge of implementing those rules. Or, like, the more higher up you get, you realize that no one knows what they're doing. People are just following this, like, dated path. And maybe the people who are in charge don't necessarily know what the right thing to do is. And mm-hmm. maybe they don't know as much as they're letting on. But well, because they also don't, of, like, old white guys. They don't have the power is the <laughs> yeah, thing. They yeah. They're, they're the men who see the yeah. power and they want to control the power. Yeah. yeah. They're not doing anything. They're just kind of trying to be like, oh, well, this is how this should work uh, on paper. This is what you should do. But they're not out there and actually doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, so it doesn't, you know. That is so true. And the the only time we ever see a female watcher, at least until like season six and seven, she's she's bonkers. Yeah, she's evil. Got that glove, Gwendolyn Post. We should get that Torchwood crossover. I want I want the Gwendolyn Post glove and the Infinity Gauntlet. (laughs) Ooh, it's like side by side. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Let's before the Faith Buffy scene where Buffy's like, I can't, I can't lie about this. I have, we have to come clean. And Faith instantly hits her back with the, you, you were fine lying about Angel. Yeah. Mm. Buffy kind of just sort of tosses that to classroom. the side. I don't know if it's supposed to be Jenny's Old Classroom, but that's the, definitely the set yeah. they use in terms of geography of yeah. Jenny's Old Classroom. Totally. So well, what do you I think also, about that? But I also feel like Faith is bitter about the whole Angel situation because it was like Faith was trying to be... Because obviously like Faith and Buffy are friends, but I feel like uh, Faith specifically was trying to get Buffy to let her in on... The stuff about Xander, uh, yeah. Angel, um, and she was talking to Buffy about the stuff about Xander, kind of. But it's like Faith was actively trying to get that information out of Buffy, and she wasn't willing to discuss it because it meant too much to Buffy. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's very much a thing, at least in like friendships. I don't know if it's the thing in like girl friendships or like guy friendships, where it's like if someone specifically asks you about a person and like wants you to give them the whole story but you're just kind of like uh, I don't know I'm not comfortable talking about that like I don't want to talk about it and like if you deny them that information that's always like a major point of contention yeah it's like oh you didn't trust me with this so like oh why aren't you telling me about this oh why are you trying to hide this I just told you this about yeah myself. Um, so I feel like that is a very much a point of contention for Faith and Buffy so I feel like that is, has something to do with it too because like she's like as soon as I can kind of like jab that knife in mm-hmm. Then she can because all the yeah faith seems to have everything, but I I love the fact that it's like faith resents Buffy for having everything she can't have, and I think Angel's definitely a part of that. Yeah, it's it's she also senses that Buffy the reason that Buffy hid Angel for so long was that she felt guilty about it, even though Angel for all for all that she knew had a soul now and was finally Mm -hmm. back to the way he was, she still felt guilty about reintegrating him into into the group because of what he did. 
Um, so Faith is kind of equating that to like, well, we killed the guy. So like, if you can hold on to the guilt of hiding Angel, why can't you hide on the, like hold on to this guilt too? Because we're friends. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I think this was Faith trying to like not establish a friendship with Buffy, but like it's a thing that they were hiding together. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like if Buffy not not to say that she should have done this, but if she if she had leaned in and was like, you know what, maybe I will hide this with you. Like maybe this could be the thing that we we cover up. If they had just gone about it together, that could have prevented Faith from really going off the deep end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because by the end of that scene, that's, their friendship has fallen apart. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What, she's what like, little you're semblance. going down with me. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. And we so see that sad. when she goes to Giles and decides, I'm going to throw Buffy under this bus. But I also feel like she did that because she knew that out of the two of them, Buffy would become, Buffy would come out of it the most unscathed. Yeah. Because Buffy doesn't have a track record of being, mm-hmm. but also like Buffy rogue. is yeah. more liked and more trusted mm-hmm. than mm-hmm. Faith is. Mm-hmm. Um, and which, Faith is new too. Yeah, so exactly. Yeah. And I'm sure like Faith is also upset about that because it's like, okay, no one actually really likes me. Like people are just kind of tolerating me. Buffy is like the golden child. Like everyone loves Buffy. Yeah. Um, so she's like, okay, well maybe we'll just blame this on Buffy, and Buffy will get away with it because mm-hmm. she's Buffy, and then I won't have to deal with like. Uh, having to take responsibility for murdering mm-hmm. someone. Do you think if Faith had gone to Buffy and suggested that, like in a very common, rational manner, that Buffy would have gone with it? I mean, if maybe. she had, if she had opened up and said, like, listen, I don't feel well liked here. I don't feel like the Watchers Council will um, accept me back. I feel like this will be kind of me losing my Slayer, my Slayer clout. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If we throw this on you, if you're the one who says that, like, I'm responsible for it, and they bring you back because you're trusted, you're you, you're Buffy. Would you be willing to do this? If she had, like, rationalized with her. I feel like if Faith went to Buffy and said that, then Buffy may have gone forward with it because Buffy is so protective of everyone else. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, It would have been Faith opening up to her yeah, for the first time. I think time. if and Willow it did it, no, she would. but also, like, but I... Don't I she would have done it for Faith. I think she... It's like Buffy and Faith have their weird whatever it is. It's the Slayer bond. Yeah, mm-hmm. but it's like I do yeah. feel like because no one else is really going to be in that situation. And also, yeah. even at like the Buffy end- could get in that situation too. It's like, oh, I accidentally killed that. Like, but it, it's it's yeah, I don't know. At the end of the episode, she says, "I'm not giving up on her." Yeah, like Buffy yeah. still has faith in Faith. Yeah, mm-hmm. so she. I think she would have. I feel like Buffy may have. And if she had presented it in a clear and logical way and was not like, I'm trying to, if she had been like, I'm not trying to screw you over. Yeah. I'm trying to protect the both of us and protect Mm. me. Because I do ultimately think that's why she did it. I don't think she did it as like a personal attack on Buffy Mm -hmm. because like she goes back and saves Buffy. Like I, there's something there. Um, but at the same time, it's like she does kind of have to protect herself. Like she doesn't have anyone mm-hmm. looking out for her. Yeah. Like Buffy does. Buffy has way more people looking out for her. And she, Buffy also has a lot more to lose. You know, she mm-hmm. has her family. She has Joyce being able to maintain any kind of a normal life. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that I feel like Buffy would have maybe not taken Faith's exact suggestion mm-hmm. but would have been more willing to be like well let's talk to Giles let's mm-hmm. look, like who do you trust yeah who can't cause, and especially because Giles isn't part of the council anymore it's like we're not gonna tell Wes we're just gonna tell Giles and he's gonna figure it out and ultimately that's, that's what Faith kind of moves forward on that's another good yeah. point too was that Giles wasn't part of the council at this point mm-hmm. yeah. she didn't go directly to Wesley with it she went to Giles yeah I love that Giles moment so much I love the 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 great Giles moments where he just has the turn and everything clicks into place mm-hmm. Those are just the best moments of Buffy for he's me. He's so strategic. And yeah. like, he's so good at doing what he does. Yeah. Mm. You see, like, an entire, like, uh, not necessarily a lifetime, because Giles is still, you know, reasonably young, uh, but just I, I, so much experience where he's able to conduct himself and just, like, Buffy get inside, and then Faith, like, walks away, and then he just 
<laughs> lets that go and you realize it's all an act and you're like, yeah. that was good. Like every time <laughs> I rewatch that scene, I get that feeling of like, he is committing to this story. Like yeah. I know where it's going, but at yeah. the same time, it's like when you're first, like upon first watch, you're like, oh, she's screwed. Mm-hmm. 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 And the angst of the first time watching that, where you feel like Giles actually has turned on Buffy, you're yeah. like, no, no, she's your girl. Yeah. And, I, and just the instant relief of like, yeah, no, it's fake. I get it. <laughs> and that is our bell, which means we are almost out of time. But don't worry, we're still here for a little bit because we're going to do an extracurricular activity, which means we're going to make something up on the spot inspired by this episode. It could be anything, a local car commercial, a jingle. Uh, well, those are pretty similar. <laughs> so, Holland Farkas, what are we doing this week? All right, guys. Uh, so we lost a very important character during this episode, uh, Mr. Trick, fan favorite. <laughs> Um, so I feel like we should do something for the, for the beloved Mr. Trick. Like the eulogy ceremony? Yeah. Like a, yeah, eulogy for Mr. Trick. Maybe it's like a, we have like a Viking send-off. Okay. Oh. I mean, in terms of, like, we would put his ashes into a boat. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Is it the body or the ashes? Well, it's It's traditionally a body. The body under the boat. You're right. He's already ashes, so just burn the ashes again. Okay, got it, got it. Um, all right, so I've got the dustpan. Did anyone bring the urn? Uh, Ooh, no, no. You uh, know we're doing a, a Viking funeral. There's so a, you know, there's a, there's a pencil box in this office. Let me just, I'll just dump the pencils out, and then we can just, we'll just, uh, yeah, right it's easier to burn. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. And Mr. T would have liked that. Yeah. He would have liked. We can draw that. a picture of him on the side too. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. Okay. We just leave one pencil. Yep. Yeah. No, let's not. I mean, let's. The pencils are kind of a touchy subject for us vampires. Oh. So let's. Oh, yeah, we'll just yeah. Imagine a drawing. Yeah. Yes, that, that's yeah. good. Let's do that. Yeah, okay. yeah. Pencil box full. <sighs> Mr. Trick, I, I can't even believe that he was just, he had such big presence and such big life, and now he's just specks of sand looking dust at the bottom of this pencil box. <sighs> Is anyone, who was the closest to him? I mean, I only admired him from afar. Uh, you worked pretty closely with uh, him. Uh, I mean, I was his assistant. I yeah. Thought, um, uh, okay, uh, I guess I could say something. Uh, do we do we say it here? Should we go out to the to the lake at the let's park? Let's go out to the lake. Let's yeah. go yeah. to the lake yeah. at the park. Let's, let's dark out. Uh, I don't think there'll be any children there. They don't need to know what's up. Uh, and if they are free snacks, right? Because <laughs> <laughs> we're vampires. Uh, Pokemon, oh go away from your parents. <laughs> this oh, is the yeah. past. That hasn't been invented yet. <laughs> um, yeah, because we just... Uh, oh, I don't want to fling any... Flaming arrows. Maybe we can just kind of light a side and then just. I'll like get like a little it. string and yeah I'll, yeah, yeah, I'll get that going while you do your speech. Okay, okay, okay. <clears throat> um, Mr. Trick was a uh, passionate individual. Always very well dressed. Uh, always had to oh, yeah. pick up his suits from the dry cleaners. And uh, who gets those suits? Boy, now, by were the they... way. Oh, um, what what size are you? I'm about thirty-two. Long. Hmm. I mean... There's really good tailors in Sunnydale. Okay. I mean, Mr. Trick had a few on call. Are they yeah. open at night, though? 
Uh, I think that they can be persuaded. Okay. <laughs> I think maybe, I mean, I could probably give you one or two okay. that probably won't go miss. I'll I just have a job interview it. next week, you know? Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, if you just use it and then bring it back. Okay, I don't know. at the blockbuster. We'll see, we'll see if it happens. Yeah. 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 We didn't even honestly, have this conversation. Honestly, <laughs> this, <laughs> might just, this might just be going into a yard sale, so I'll let okay. you know. Let you know. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so, uh, yes, uh, always, always very well-dressed. Um... Loyal, uh, loyal to all of us here at uh, the mayor's office. The the mayor's favorite at times. Um, really, the only one that anyone ever talked about. <laughs> um, but you know, he was a he's a great guy, and I guess I'm uh, unemployed now, which is problematic. So, um, does anyone anyone know anyone who's hiring? I mean, you can come to Blockbuster with me this week if you want a job, night, some sort of interview. Yeah, oh. yeah. No, they are never. We all also I'll yeah. take one of the suits, retailer a little yeah. bit. Cockroaches, Twinkies, and Blockbuster—the only things that'll be still standing after the <laughs> demon apocalypse. <laughs> yeah, that I believe yeah. we're ushering in. I think. I mean, I think the Ascension still, is still yeah. on schedule. Yeah. but we still need good movies to watch. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure, for sure. Um, yeah. So, uh, uh, fan. I think Mr. Trick was a fan of uh, Blockbuster. Um, a good, uh, I think the last movie I took out for him was, uh, uh, Speed. Don't forget to return uh, that. Those late fees will kill you. Rewind, mm-hmm. too. Oh, oh yeah. should be kind, rewind, return mm-hmm. the movie. Yeah, uh, I hope you got to watch it. Um, I hope so, too. I heard that the script doctoring on Speed was, really made the movie. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I heard, too. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, well, um, well, as in Speed, where you can't go under... 60, 50, 50, 50 miles, miles an hour. hour. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Trick uh, never, never went under 50 miles in his uh, beautiful limo. Heart. Mm-hmm. Beautiful limo. limo. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like we should send him off with this grand uh, pencil box style Viking burial. Uh, so we'll just light this, light this wick, and uh, I really think this is what he would have won. Yeah. 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 For sure. For yeah, sure I just have to say, I. You know, in my off time of hunting down people and, you know, working on the Ascension, that I uh, was sort of fostering a little bit of a comedy career. He really helped me with that. He had the best puns about humans being food. I I remember one time I went to a fast food restaurant and uh, and he ate one of the people. (laughs) Another time we had a delivery pizza and... uh, Found out the delivery was not the pizza itself, but was the delivery man. Now, is that um, what that was? I had yeah. to clean up that pizza that next night. Oh, yeah. We didn't even touch the I pizza. I was like, how did this pizza fall? It was, it was so a fully funny. eaten pizza. I was so and curious. Then later, he was like, here's a tip. <laughs> Get a different job. Did you hear about his last words? No. It was a pun. It was, a good, it was a good joke. What did he say? He said, you know, I heard once you go Slayer, you never go back. Oh. Yeah. That's... In classic fashion. Wow. Always, if you, you know... The sad reality is we're always going to go out, and having something like that in your back pocket, boy, way to be remembered. Yeah. All right, I'll go ahead and light this string okay. here. Yep. Okay. And, uh, so, should we all not be standing on this boat? Yeah, oh, wait. We, we don't <laughs> wait, like guys. We should get, oh, no, get up. Get up. No. No. <laughs> All right, and that is our bell. <laughs> why, are we, why are we on the boat? Just so we could die at the end. <laughs> it's a nice clean wrap-up. You know, an improv scene, you always want to make sure you get to see at the end. You know? <laughs> uh, awesome. Thank you guys so much for joining us for our discussion of consequences. 
uh, the Buffy season three episode where everything has now changed. We are going to move in a crazy direction. I think you can kind of figure out where the big bad is forming for this mm-hmm. season. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Neil McNeil, thank you for joining us. Yeah, thank you for having me. Thanks for the mimosas. Oh, yeah, yes, absolutely. Anytime. Uh, where can folks find all your exciting things? You can find me on the internet, anywhere with the uh, name Neil McNeil. It's mm-hmm. very easy to find, very easy to track down. The only other person with the name is I think there's like a news anchor in the Midwest and a paranormal researcher up in Seattle. Ooh, are they both secretly you? (laughs) That's one secret I'll never tell. (laughs) You know you love me. (laughs) Wrong show. You'll never tell. (laughs) Awesome. Great, yeah. Uh, Check out everything Neil is doing uh, from all your creative endeavors Mm -hmm. to your reactions to Steven Universe episodes. Which is most of my Twitter feed (laughs) right now. It is just all gold. And your (laughs) podcast. And my podcast. Yeah, yeah, I do do a similar podcast where I rewatch Happy Endings, the Mm -hmm. canceled too soon ABC sitcom. Yeah. Which is, uh, we're gearing up for the uh, second half of season two right now, so... Awesome. It'll be, it'll be a wild ride. I had the pleasure of being a guest. Yes, you did, you and, did. Uh, I feel like you have a few other study buddies that were on, at, at the very least, James Brent Isaacs. Yep, JBI was on. Yeah. I'm uh, always looking for guests, so if you guys ever want to come on... I do want to come on. Come on. Yeah. I haven't watched any unha- uh, Unhappy Endings yet, or okay. Happy Endings. Well, we will get you well acquainted. <laughs> Same boat. It'll be, great. Come on. it'll be great. It'll be great. Holland, where can they find you? Uh, my name is Holland Farkas. You can find me on Twitter at Holland Farkas. Facebook is Holland Farkas. Instagram is Farkland. Um, I do have something that I forgot to plug for the past like two episodes. Um, I did uh, uh, a friend's podcast, Let's Rewatch. Uh, the guys at Laugh Sash TV. Um, they have a podcast. It's Brett, um, and he rewatches movies. Uh, and then we rewatch the movie, and then we talk about it. And we did Ind- Independence Day for the Fourth of July. Nice. Um, so it was great. Uh, I got up at like six a.m. to head over there. Uh, Play with their dog, super cute, um, and that was that was a fun one. I basically just talked about Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> As one should. To be honest, yeah, um, and that's what I got. <laughs> How about you, Chris? Hello, I'm Chris Permonti. You can find me as Amontioc on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And I usually don't say to look at my YouTube, but now I actually have stuff on it. Uh, I did a music video called Cosplay Girl that has a bunch of Joss references and other things as well. Um, I'm going to start doing things regularly on that channel again, probably for the first time since my Django Unchained medley a few years ago. Um, so yeah, Amontioc. And then I am part of a musical improv group called Robot Teammate and the Accidental Party, which you can find every Friday at 6 p.m. on the Geek and Sundry Twitch stream. Uh, and then Omar and I are part of a Hamilton, Hamilton sing-along collective called Hamilton's L.A. Uh, that has um, monthly sing-alongs, either at the Nerdist School or at the Clubhouse in L.A., but they're also all over the country. So look up Hamilton's, and if there isn't one in your city, email us at Hamilton's L.A. so we can get one set up in it. Ah, oh, yeah. And I'm Omar. You can also find me on Twitter at Omar Najam. And, uh... That's all I really need to plug, I guess. I, I also have an improv team swimming lessons. Uh, we... Pardon? Two rogues? Uh, we've got some stuff coming out, but it's not the biggest. I won't take a whole lot of airtime with okay. that. Digital airtime. Uh, <laughs> swimming lessons. Uh, but yeah, my improv team swimming lessons performs uh, every the second and fourth Friday of every month at the Clubhouse if you're in Los Angeles. Please hit me up on Twitter, and I will totally tell you more information about that. It's a big party. And then also our UCB Sunset Show is coming back. Awesome. So in September, I'll be talking a little bit more about that because it's going to be a big... We're doing like a crazy like gimmick that's going to be like game show a little bit and stuff. It's going to be amazing. 
amazing. Cool. So uh, stay tuned for stuff like that. And you can always find anything and everything Sunnydale Study Group related at SSG Podcast. Again, that's at SSG Podcast on Twitter, Sunnydale Study Group on Facebook, as well as on Instagram. So please check us out. I think we posted something earlier today, right? That oh, was, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Directly about this episode. Yeah. So I say today, this was recorded on Saturday before this goes out. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We are going to continue through season three, uh, going to one of the best episodes of Buffy for next week. So make sure you check out the episode because it's going to be a very fun discussion about uh, who we might be in an alternate universe. Oh, we kind of already talked about that, but we can talk about it more. We'll d- we'll dive a little bit deeper into it and talk about one of our favorite episodes. So Neil, again, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. Of course. And until then, guys, pack up your bags, pack up your books. We'll see you next week. Okay, so what's <laughs> that was really confusing. What's everyone's favorite Disney Channel original movie? Oof, I gotta say Teen Beach Movie 2. Yeah? It's it's like I said, it's like a feminist deconstruction of everything that came before it, the 1960s beach movie genre, the entire idea that you can change your destiny. You don't have to live in a world where women can't decide what they want. But also time travel mm. and interdimensional travel and like friendship and also like undertones of homosexuality. Oh, it's t- Oh my god, what's his name? The main Tanner. <laughs> Tanner. Oh, he is the cutest. Like, I man. ship Mac and Layla and Tanner and what's his face? The other blonde kid. Yeah. So irrelevant to the entire plot of the movie, other than the fact that he's a boy. They love each other. They love each other so much. <laughs> like it's not even like I feel like lots of times when you throw like a queer thing in, it's like there's like sparks of like physical chemistry and you're like, mm-hmm. oh, this is like hot. When you see them two, you're like, they're I want they them deeply to care have about a house each other. Together. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and there's there's this one moment at the end of the movie where the four of them, the two couples, are saying goodbye to each other, and you feel like the emotional detachment that's happening right now is happening between the two boys and the two girls yeah. who are like, I can't be separated from you. This is gonna be awful. Yeah. Oh. oh, I guess I have to go back with this person. Okay, that's <laughs> cool. Whatever. And at least they understand. I think yeah. both couples understand that what they're going back to. It's great, you guys have to see it. But anyhow, that's Probably our answer. Yeah. I would probably say I'm a huge <laughs> Halloween Town fan. Mm, Ooh, classic. Okay. Yeah. Uh, although, you know, you know, I think I think I might have a favorite, but I'm going to hear what you guys have to say first. I would say, I'm trying to think, because I would say, like, Cool Runnings, probably. Ooh, yeah. Um, cool Runnings, the Jamaican Bob's Day yeah. movie? Uh-huh. That was a Disney Channel? Yes, Disney? it was. No, it that was, was a Disney movie. Oh, it was a Disney movie that aired later on Disney Channel. It was the actual release. Yeah, I think it. Yeah, I think it had a theatrical release. Damn it! I'm sorry. Also, I'm going to interject something right here. They celebrated the 100th Disney Channel original movie recently. They did a remake of Adventures in Babysitting. That's not an original movie. You can't call it the 100th if it's not an original. What they re? They remade it. I mean, how different is it? 
There is some pretty racy dialogue Shue. in yeah. the original. Yeah, they had to like really tone it down. Elizabeth Shue. Is it, she's in the original, right? Oh my god, she is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Elizabeth Shue of the Saint fame. Yeah. Uh, sure. Where her and Val Kilmer have to <laughs> strip nude to keep each other warm. Yeah. And then there's like a Great remote part. that doesn't have batteries in it. Totally. But yeah, same problem where it's like it wasn't a Disney Channel original movie, so mm-hmm. why would you want to call it that? I okay. don't know. Uh, I want to say Avalon High. Hmm. Wow. Deep but cut. I don't yeah. know Ish. if it's a movie. Uh, Avalon High in concept is stronger than it is in execution. Um, so, do the High School Musicals count? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. High School Musical 2, baby. What? No, Bet on it. High School 2? No, no, no. Okay. <laughs> Bet I on would it. say no, no. This is the, second one. the first one's better. I would have to say I would have to say get a clue then. Mm. That's Ooh, the spy one. that's good. What a good answer. So Lindsay I, Lohan in her prime. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and is well, Brenda Song? It's Brenda Song and Lindsay Lohan. Is it I'm Brenda? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Why isn't Brenda Song in everything? I don't She's know. great. What uh, she was in? She was in some random movie recently. Well, it wasn't even that recently, but she's social in Social Medium, she, like, kicked so much. No, no, that's the show that we wrote. She was in... Uh, social Network. Social Network. <laughs> yeah, I was like, wait, what? She was in I that. wish we had Brenda Song. Wow, you had Brenda Song. Good job, guys. Very cool. But we worked with a bunch of people that I like a lot, so I'm not complaining. <laughs> <laughs> but also, if you could have had Brenda Song. That would have been, yeah, icing on top her. of icing, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh... My date with the president's daughter. For oh, some reason, I love it. I've been waiting for them to remake that with the Obama children for so long, oh. and it's never going to happen now. Isn't it? It's the whatever from, oh, oh, Xenon. Uh, Warrior Princess? No, 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 not Xena, Xenon. Xenon. Uh, there was a movie, Xenon movie. No, yeah, yeah, but is that what it's called? But that's the girl, she's in My Date no. with the, no. No, 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 that's not her. Girl. Isn't but, it one of the girls Kristen from Star- Happy Endings? No. Okay, but Chris, no. okay, whatever. So it's Kristen Storm, but Kristen Storm is Xenon Girl, the 21st century. Yeah, right? and she okay. had a movie. That's, yeah, so that yeah. might, with Raven Simone, that might actually be my favorite Disney Channel original. Oh, okay. that's a good I thought you were trying to say that Xenon was but the girl, I did the think daughter. I thought Kristen Storm was in that movie, but I guess I'm wrong. No, but she was on Days of Our Lives or One Life to Live or some soap opera. Something like that. Oh, good for her. Yeah, she's still <laughs> working. Soap opera work is good work, man. Yeah. That's daily. It's grueling. I used to work on in soaps. I used to work at ABC Daytime. How was that? On camera, off camera. Kind of depressing. <laughs> uh, I was the reader for the script uh, development program where people would submit scripts to try to be uh, writers on the shows. Oh. And then I found out by the end of my time working at that job that none of them got picked ever. And my job was fruitless. They just oh. forgot that they didn't need someone to do that job anymore. <laughs> oh. And so... Did you still get paid? Yeah. Oh, I mean, good experience reading scripts, right? Yeah. It was. It really was. I read a lot of terrible work. And I got to watch a lot of episodes of All My Children. Aiden Greenlee forever. Aiden Greenlee forever. All right, cool. Well, Literally have no idea. <laughs> yeah. Damn right. That was the I would uh, I would get like love. I would have to sort through like the shipper mails every day. Oh. Every day there'd be stacks because Aiden and Greenlee were split, and. Uh, at one point, Aiden says to Greenlee, damn right. That's like, his like, damn right you will. That's mm-hmm. like when they decided to get married, but then he died, and then she died. They both came back to life. But, uh, <laughs> I hate soap operas so much. There's <laughs> just no rhyme or reason for anything. They're like comic books. Yeah, yeah there's they like are. nothing they is... Uh... But that was the big one. When Aiden, people would write it about Aiden and Greenlee, would always say, damn right you will. Damn right. <laughs> That's great. All right, well, that'll wrap up our episode. <laughs> damn right you will. 